Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is a podcast dedicated to helping servants of the Lord Jesus Christ be faithful in ministry, especially those who serve as shepherds, pastors in the Lord's church. And I like to talk about issues that matter to pastors and pastors are going to confront. There's probably no more difficult issue for an evangelical pastor than to talk about how to minister to same-sex attracted people in our churches. Now, I'm not talking about those that are pursuing a, a behavior that is outside of the scripture and outside the will of God. I'm not talking about those who say, I'm going to be involved in a same-sex uh, sexual relationship and I don't care what the scripture says. Uh, I'm talking about those people in your church that really want to honor the Lord and yet they come to you and they say, Pastor, I, I need to tell you that I'm, attract, I'm attracted to members of the same sex. I want to honor the Lord. I, I'm willing to live a celibate lifestyle, but, or maybe they're, they're married, but they feel an attraction to members of the same sex, even though they're married to a person of the opposite sex. And they say, how do I do this? How can I honor Christ even though I struggle with this? Uh, that is a challenge and I think pastors who believe the word of God really need to be able to deal with that issue biblically and sensitively and helpfully and in a way that is consistent with scripture and also uh, that will really encourage that person to follow Christ. Uh, one of the first principles that I I explain to same-sex attracted people is first of all, I appreciate the fact that you you feel comfortable telling me this because I realize this is a very personal thing and some people immediately feel like they're going to be attacked or criticized uh, for simply feeling the temptation. Now, I want to say, though I believe that even feeling that temptation is a, a result of fallenness. In other words, I feel that it is inherently disordered. I don't think this is a desire, like Adam and Eve would have felt desire for one another before the fall, but I don't think it would have been possible for them to feel same-sex attraction or if there were anybody of the opposite uh, of the same sex there. I think that's something that happened after the fall. So I do think it's inherently disordered, but uh, we're in a fallen world that is inherently disordered. And so it, we shouldn't be shocked when someone feels this and expresses this. And so we, we need to be candid with them and say, okay, what that temptation that you feel is indeed something that uh, Satan wants to use to cause you to fall away from God. He wants you to value your desire more than your desire to follow Christ. On one level, I always explain to same-sex attracted people, you're not special. Uh, don't think for a moment that your struggle is somehow harder than a heterosexual person that is trying to be live a celibate lifestyle and go through life single and alone. I mean, their desire to be with someone might be as great as yours. So on one level, don't think that this is this makes you somehow special or worse or anything like that. Uh, this is simply your struggle, and you've got to lay this at the the foot of Jesus and say, Lord, I need you to help me uh, 
defeat this. So encourage them that on one level, this is everyone's struggle in some way, that we're, we all struggle with our sexuality because our sexuality, like every other part of our being, is fallen. And though you, someone else may not feel same-sex attraction, they still feel the temptation of sexual desire outside of the, the borders, the boundaries that God has given for it to be expressed. And, and so I always explain to people, first of all, you, you have to ask yourself, what is it that you want more? Do you want to satisfy the desires of your flesh more or do you want to honor Jesus more? Well, one evidence of genuine salvation is that you want to honor the Lord more. It doesn't mean you don't feel temptation, you don't feel desire, but what you really want is to follow Christ. I mean, if there were a button that you could push that would take that away, wouldn't you push it? I mean, if I could push a button that took away all temptation so that I could follow Christ without feeling any temptation whatsoever of any kind, man, I'd push it because what I want more than anything is to honor and follow him. So I think our desire to honor Christ is evidence of our salvation. I think it is, it is wrong for a pastor to assume, to believe, or to teach that if you really are saved, that you just automatically lose that desire. I just don't think that's realistic. It, it, we wouldn't say that to a person that is attracted to the opposite sex. Any married person can still feel sexual attraction to someone else. The issue is not whether or not you feel it. The issue is what you do with it. And this is where by the power of the Holy Spirit, we yield ourselves to the will of God, to the indwelling Christ, to the power of the Holy Spirit. Over and over, especially in Paul's epistles, he emphasizes our mind and the way we think. He talks about in, in the book of Romans, in chapter eight, especially about being mind, minding the things of the spirit, not the things of the flesh. Uh, and he tells us in Philippians, whatever things are true and lovely and and honest and good reputation, you know, think on these things. We're told to bring every thought captive to Christ. And so much of the Christian life is understanding who we are in Christ and then acting like it. I think you can sort of summarize all the ethical teaching of Paul's epistles in this one sentence, act like what you are. And that, that's true for any Christian. We we have the temptation to act like what we were instead of like who Jesus says we are. We are crucified with Christ. We are risen with Christ. We are seated with him in the heavenly places. Uh, we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. And so much of defeating temptation is reminding ourselves of who we are, that we died with Christ, we're dead to sin, that we're raised to walk in a new way of life, That that sin has no more power over us. It's not that this magically takes place and desire is erased and temptation is gone. I don't know anybody like that. I'm certainly not like that. I feel temptation of all kinds, whether it's my pride, my anger, greed, I mean, any number of things, self, just self-righteousness, self-centeredness. And so whatever the temptation, the, the response has to be the same thing. I want Christ more. I want to think 
on the things of the spirit, not on the things of the flesh. And so if a person comes to me with same-sex attraction, I want to encourage them, first of all, to continue to pursue Christ. I, I, there are those that say, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever be attracted to a person of the opposite sex, uh, but I'm willing to live a celibate lifestyle. I'm willing to live in celibacy, to honor Christ. Help me do that. Well, one of the things that you need to help your church do is make sure that families include singles, singles of all kinds in your church, in their homes and in their even take somebody with you when you go on a day trip to a museum or something, invite a single person to come with you and uh, include single people in your life. And, and at Buck Run in our community groups, we, we don't just have a community group for married people and there's another group for single people. We, we want people of all kinds, young, old, married, single, widowed in the same community groups because that is community life and they all need each other. They all need to contribute to each other. They need to hear from one another. And so I would encourage same-sex attracted people to be around couples, to be around families in the same way that I would encourage families to reach out to the singles in your, uh, in, in your congregation. Because what we're, all, what we're doing is provoking one another to love and to good works. And so I want to give hope and encouragement to that person. I want to tell them what a blessing it is to hear them say they want to follow Christ. This is true no matter what the temptation, no matter what the background of any member of my church, if they say to me, here's my struggle, but what I want to do is honor Christ, help me defeat this thing that tempts me. Well, and that's what the church is here for. And that's what we want to do. So I want to get them in the scripture. I want to get them uh, in prayer, in, uh, in community groups, in accountability groups. I, I want our church to minister to them. Again, they're not special. They're not the only ones facing temptation. It's just that's one more kind of temptation that they face. And so we, we need to be prepared, equipped, compassionate, because I don't think it's right for us to just preach against, against, and, and not give people the hope, not give people the how to walk through life, even though you have this struggle, here's how you submit it to Christ. Here's how you live in community with others. Here's how you make yourself accountable and open your life and heart up to others who can help you in walking with Christ. Uh, this is just a brief discussion of how to do it, but my encouragement to you is to make sure that you're approachable, accessible, that you're kind and compassionate. We're not letting down the standard. God's standard of sexuality is absolutely clear that it is that sex is to be uh, expressed only between a, a husband and a wife within the bonds of marriage. That marriage is for life. We're clear on that. We're, we're not letting down that standard at all. But we want to have compassion on those that are not in that situation or struggle in that situation so that they are fulfilling their duties to the Lord, to their spouse if they're married, and in singleness that they're living in celibacy, and that all of us, in whatever situation God has placed us in, that we're being faithful 
and we're honoring him, we're honoring one another, we're living out the gospel in our lives so that the Lord Jesus has the glory because he died to defeat sin. And we wanna help each other do that. It's one of the main tasks of the pastor. And when we do that, we're gonna pastor well.